0: Chapter Thirty-Eight of the Queen's Necklace by Alexandre Dumas. The translator is unknown. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Gail Timmerman Vaughan. Chapter Thirty-Eight, Monsieur de Crosne. Monsieur de Crosne had felt himself in no slight degree embarrassed since his interview with the King and Queen. It was no light matter to have the care of the interests of the Crown and of the fame of a Queen and he feared that he was about to encounter all the weight of a woman's anger and a queen's indignation he knew however that he had done his duty and he entered therefore tranquilly with a smile on his face now m de Crosne said the queen it is our turn for an explanation i am at your majesty's orders you ought to know the cause of all that has happened to me sir m de crosneau looked round him rather frightened never mind these ladies said the queen you know them both you know every one nearly said the magistrate and i know the effects but not the cause of what has happened to your majesty then i must enlighten you although it is a disagreeable task i might tell you in private but my thoughts and words are always open as the day all the world may know them i attribute the attacks that have been made upon me to the misconduct of some one who resembles me and who goes everywhere and thus your agents "'have made these mistakes.' "'A resemblance,' cried M. de Crosne, "'too much occupied with the idea "'to observe the unquiet look, "'which Jeanne could not for a moment "'prevent appearing. "'Well, sir, do you think this impossible, "'or do you prefer to think "'that I am deceiving you?' "'Oh, no, madame, "'but surely however strong "'a resemblance may be, "'there must be some points of difference "'to prevent people from being so deceived.' "'It seems not, sir,' Some are deceived. "'Oh, and I remember,' said André, "'when we lived at the Taverney Maison Rouge, "'we had a servant who very strongly resembled me, "'most wonderfully, Your Majesty, and what became of her. "'We did not then know the great generosity of Your Majesty's mind, "'and my father feared that this resemblance might be disagreeable to you, "'and when we were at Trianon, we kept her out of sight. "'You see, Monsieur de Crosne, ah!' this interests you much madame afterwards dear andre madame this girl who was of an ambitious disposition and troublesome temper grew tired of this quiet life and had doubtless made bad acquaintances for one night when i went to bed i was surprised not to see her we sought her in vain but she had disappeared did she steal anything nothing madame you did not know all this monsieur de crosne no madame thus then there is a woman whose resemblance to me is striking, and you do not know her, I fear your police is badly organized. No, madame, a police magistrate is but a man, and though the vulgar may rate his power as something almost superhuman, your majesty is more reasonable. Still, sir, when a man has secured all possible powers for penetrating secrets, when he pays agents and spies, and to such an extent as to know every movement I make, he might prevent this sort of thing. "'Madame, when your Majesty passed the night out, I knew it. "'The day you went to see Madame at the Rue Saint-Claude. "'Therefore, my police is not bad. "'When you went to Monsieur Mesmer's, my agents saw you. "'When you went to the opera.' "'The Queen started. "'Pardon me, Madame, if I saw you, "'but if your own brother-in-law mistook you, "'surely an agent, at a crown a day, "'may be pardoned for having done so. "'They thought they saw you, and reported accordingly. "'Therefore, my police is not bad.' They also knew this affair of the journalist, so well punished by M. de Charny. M. de Charny cried the Queen and André in a breath. Yes, madame, his blows are yet fresh on the shoulders of the journalist. M. de Charny committed himself with this fellow. I know it by my calumniated police, madame, and also, which was more difficult, the duel which followed. A duel, M. de Charny fought. With the journalist? asked André. No, madame, the journalist was too well beaten to give M. de Charny the sword-thrust which made him faint here just now. "'Wounded!' cried the Queen. "'How and when? He was here just now.' "'Oh!' said André. "'I saw that he suffered.' "'What do you say?' cried the Queen, almost angrily. "'You saw that he suffered and did not mention it?' André did not reply. Jeanne, who wished to make a friend of her, came to her aid, saying, "'I also, madame.' saw that M. de Charny had difficulty in standing up while Your Majesty spoke to him. Monsieur, said the Queen again to M. de Crosne, with whom and why did M. de Charny fight? With a gentleman who, but really, madame, it is useless now. The two adversaries are friends again, for they spoke just now, in Your Majesty's presence. In my presence? Yes, madame, the conqueror left about twenty minutes ago. M. de Taverney cried the Queen. My brother, murmured André. I believe, said M. de Crosne that it was he with whom M. de Charny fought. The queen made an angry gesture. It is not right, she said. These are American manners brought to Versailles. It is not because one has fought under M. Lafayette and Washington that my court should be disgraced by such proceedings. André, did you know your brother had fought? Not till this moment, madame. Why did he fight? If my brother fought, said André, It was in Your Majesty's service. That is to say that Monsieur de Charny fought against me. Your Majesty, I spoke only of my brother, and of no one else. The Queen tried hard to remain calm. She walked once or twice up and down the room, and then said, Monsieur de Crosne, you have convinced me. I was much disturbed by these rumors and accusations. Your police is efficient, but I beg you not to forget to investigate this resemblance of which I have spoken. Adieu and she held out her hand to him, with her own peculiar grace. André made a movement to depart. The queen gave her a careless adieu. Jeanne also prepared to leave, when Madame de Miserie entered. Madame, said she to the queen, did your majesty appoint this hour to receive Messieurs Beaumet and Bossange? Oh, yes, it is true, let them come in. Remain a little longer, Madame de Motte. I want the king to make a full peace with you. Perhaps she wished to pique André by this favor to the newcomer, but André did not seem to heed. All these Tafrines are made of iron, thought the Queen. Ah, gentlemen, what do you bring me now? You know I have no money. End of chapter 38